This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. Today we've got a couple of guests, which is sort of different from what we've done in the past, but there's a reason for it. Um, We've got Cody and... Tyler with us um, from the Table Podcast. Um, I, I checked in. I, I I listened to uh, one of their episodes, and I was like, "Man, this is this is the this is the real deal." And so uh, I said, "Hey, I gotta I gotta host these guys on on Apostolic Theory," and they obliged, and so they're with us today. Um, so. I guess first, I just want you guys to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and however you want to sort of format that, who goes first, you know, whatever works, and uh, we'll just go from there, tell our listeners uh, about you and, uh, and about the Table Podcast. For sure, man. Well, thanks so much for having us. Uh, for, for the listeners, this is Cody. My name is Tyler. And, uh, and we're your friends. That's true. That's <laughs> what we say on our show. Mississippi, and I go to church at Word Alive Revival Center. Uh, these facts are also true for Tyler up to this point. Um, so I am uh, happily married to Sarah, my wife of almost six years now, which is crazy. We have a cat, and his name is Link. And um, yeah, we uh, we're heavily involved in the church. We're very active in the music ministry. We have a home Bible study uh, every now and then, uh, whenever. Bishop uh, requests. I will. Uh, I minister in the church uh, via preaching. I'm a licensed minister through the UPCI, and uh, man, I, I just love everything that we do. I love living in Wiggins. I love podcasting, and uh, and now, and I also love my brother, who is now going to tell you a little bit about himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name is Tyler. Uh, praise the Lord, everybody. Um, last Cody mentioned, I do live in Wiggins and all that good stuff. Go to church where I'm heavily involved with the music ministry. Uh, and it's been said before that I sing more than I talk. I will try not to do that on this podcast. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I too have a cat. His name is Mochi. I love him dearly. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really have much because I'm not married yet. But we're working on that little by little. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the Lord. I love being able to help my brother out. I love being uh, uh, involved in church and things of that nature. But, yeah, we're pretty simple guys. Right. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about food a lot. But, yeah, we're pretty simple guys. We, uh, you know, we, we sort of just... Uh, Basically, record podcasts. That's all we do. Right. That's pretty much what our life consists of <laughs> outside of church. Um, and we are very, very excited to be here today, sir. Tremendous. Why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about what the Table Podcast is? Um, maybe some of the topics that you have addressed over, you know, um, maybe the last several episodes. And, and uh, just give us, our listeners, a feel for what the Table Podcast is. So, what the table is, um, it's really evolved into what I 
wanted it to be from the very beginning. Uh, you know how you'll be, you'll go to church and you, you have a great move of God and uh, maybe you know if you're like us, we we tend to always go out to eat with friends, usually somewhere after church. And undoubtedly, uh, when you get a bunch of apostles together, you've got a lot of conversation going on. And you may you may be talking about something spiritual in nature, or you may find yourself talking about things that happened in your day, or you may get on the subject of, hey, did you guys hear that people are planning on, you know, storming Area 51 or whatever, uh, just whatever things may come up in life. Uh, that's basically what the table is. Um I started it back in 2018, and at first, it was basically just an interview show uh, with just me hosting, and then I would go week to week having a guest on, and uh, we would just talk about a variety of things. Uh, some of the interviews were uh, testimonies. Some of the some of the conversations would be more just kind of fun and laid back in nature. Uh, some of them would be you know quite serious. We've had Q&As with our bishop. Uh, we've had a variety of uh, people coming on and telling their personal testimonies. We've had some fun topics. And then uh, as time went on, uh, I, I finally got Tyler involved and, and had him on the podcast. He was on for the first time on episode four. And so he was he was in very early. But then as time went on, we continued to – we started doing episodes uh, weekly the two of us with each other, uh, I wasn't seeking out other guests because we could kind of feel that something was starting to, to be born and something was starting to happen. And uh, and I'll let him now talk about his experience and where he came in. Well, I love my brother dearly, and we spent a lot of time together. And whenever we did start recording those episodes, uh, the dynamic that we have outside of the podcast just very easily translated over into those episodes that we're recording. Uh, I myself had been looking for a uh, an outlet, like a creativity outlet, just for things to talk about and, and ideas to like to execute and things of that nature. And luckily, this podcast was the perfect opportunity for that. Whenever my brother brought the suggestion to me, it was like, oh, of course, I would love to co-host this with you. You know, I love doing it. Um, and I love, like he's mentioned earlier, we do have a, a pretty good balance of things where we'll talk about, uh, for us anyway, where we're talking about uh, more serious topics. Like here recently, we talked about uh, anger and things of that nature and like how it uh, affects us in our day-to-day -day and how to handle it and uh, things like that. But then in that same episode, we talked about pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so there's just... And it just fits so well with, like you said, the conversations that we would have outside of the podcast. And we would say, wow, we should really be recording this because this is good stuff. <laughs> and so we did. <laughs> and it really, you know, there would be times before I ever started the podcast where we would be out and about after church. And we would be having conversation with friends. And to my knowledge, I was the only one there who at the time even listened to podcasts or maybe was even was. aware that they were a thing. <laughs> And I, I would think it a lot, but it took me a while to bring up the fact that I was like, you know, guys, what we're doing right here, right now, the, all of us just sitting around, this could be a podcast. And right. they were like, a podcast? What do you mean? And I'm like, hear me out, hear me out. What if there was a show where people were just having conversations, we're talking about, you know, topics, things that are fun. 
but you don't have to worry about profanity. You don't have to worry about any of the topics being, uh, you know, like a, a, a questionable in, you know, anything that would dishonor the Lord. If you're listening to it in the house, you don't have to worry about your kids walking into the room. If you're going to pick your pastor up from the airport, you don't have to worry about, you know, you don't have to turn it off when your pastor gets into the car. Uh, sort of the, the tagline that has kind of made its, its way into the show is it's a family-friendly podcast that we upload weekly for your amusement. Yeah. Uh, that's basically, if I had to sum it up in one sentence, it would be that. We really strive to, uh, while we don't necessarily, uh, we don't necessarily intend to come into the podcast preaching or teaching per se, there have been times when it goes there and we do not by any means shy away from it. Right. I mean, the first thing you hear um, whenever you, whenever we start the conversation, is our greeting is praise the Lord, everybody. I mean, but the very first thing is an acknowledgement of God, an acknowledgement of, of His kingdom, and that you know this is worth, this is what we're doing. So if you want to go any further, just know you're going to hear, right. you know, spirituality, and, and uh, you know we don't shy away from the fact that we are apostolic. We approach things from an apostolic perspective, and but at the same time. Uh, we like to have fun and we laugh and, you know, we, we talk about a variety of things. You asked about um, some of the things we've discussed. He mentioned the, the breakfast and anger topic. Uh, one thing that, he, the, that particular episode he's referring to is one of our split topic episodes where we'll, we'll get together uh, when we come together to record. But before that, we haven't discussed what each person's topic is going to be. I'll think of one and he'll think of one. And we'll bring them to the table, so to speak, and we'll just begin to verbally process whatever's going on. We'll also do different types of stuff, like our thoughts, where we just pick a topic, a pre, a pre-established topic, and we'll just give our thoughts on that, whether it be a movie or an animal or a service in general, just things of that nature. Um, we also have a segment that has made its way into every single episode. Well just about every single episode, let me correct myself, called Drop the Bop, where we try to, where we do recommend a song. Uh, pref- preferably, if we can get one by an apostolic artist, that'd be great because, you know, support apostolic content. Right. But uh, any song that really glorifies God, uh, we try to get that out there to get people listening to it, you know, just to have all, all the facets of entertainment covered with, you know, things that glorify the Lord. There was a there was a, a void at the very beginning. To, to, for, for, for me, what I was looking for uh, was a show like this, and I couldn't find it. And I, I, I'm sure there was probably, if I would have continued digging deeper and deeper and deeper, I probably would have found something in the apostolic world like this. But I just could not find it. Everything that I could find and that I was, you know, was enjoying at the time was more lean towards teaching and preaching and those are for 100% necessary and we need those and I'm so thankful that we have them but that wasn't what I was looking to make at the time and like I said it just kind of evolved into what it is today and for me personally uh, it's something that I look forward to every week getting together with Tyler and recording I love talking about it throughout the week in preparation for recording I love doing the research I love doing the editing. Uh, I enjoy the process of podcasting, and it's pretty much in its fullness. Yeah. 
I really like what you said um, when you were talking about, you know, the fact that it's an apostolic podcast that, you know, you're looking at it from an apostolic perspective. And, and I think that that is, that is critical, um, you know, in the world that we're living in, because a lot of things, whether it be the news or, or uh, the newspaper, the, the media, and, and there's like this, this spirit of negativity and so when you are willing to sort of <clears throat> step beyond that and you bring forward wholesomeness and truth and, and you're, you're looking at this, this positivity uh, aspect, <clears throat> it sort of changes uh, the, the environment, if you will, of the listener. And so I think it's really cool what you guys do, you know, it <clears throat> when we're looking at it in this light. Because having an apostolic witness is so, it's critical. It's critical to, to the world around us. And, and that's one of the things that I wanted to bring you guys on to talk about was having an apostolic witness. And so on that same note, what does having an apostolic witness mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I definitely agree with what you said. Having an apostolic witness is, is so important. Um, I was thinking about this in preparation for uh, this recording, and the first thought that came to my mind was, because I've been raised in this, I've heard, you know, being a witness throughout your entire life, but, uh, like, actually discussing the topic of being a witness whenever this first brought to me, I was like, okay, how am I going to verbalize this? And a witness in, like, a courtroom is somebody that you bring up to the stand and may testify for or against something. And, and I, I still think that that meaning applies to us in this life. We're, we're testifying of the goodness of God and the things that he's done for us and can do for others by showing it through our, through our life, with how we live, with what we do, what we say, what people see that we're listening to or watching or sharing on social media. And because we do live in a world where everything is on display with social media and even just in our lives because people do watch. Um, I think it's just important to uphold that stand, those standards in every aspect of your life because people are watching and you're going to be showing something and it's important that you show something that glorifies God. I 100% agree with that. And, um, you know, to me, when I was thinking about it beforehand, uh, I was pretty much in the year, I would say that you're, um, description of it is right in line with what I was thinking personally is when I think about being a witness I almost think about it also as just simplifying it down to being a representative yeah. of uh, I'm representing God and his kingdom they can't see him in the in the physical but they can see his church right they can, yeah. they, and they are they, they do <clears throat> see his church they see where we go they see like Tyler said, what we're taking part in, uh, how we're dressing, what we're, you know, how we speak. All these things that he previously mentioned uh, are so important because, you know, the something that God said to Samuel whenever Samuel had been sent to Jesse's house to anoint David, uh, Samuel thought that one of David's, uh, rather one of Jesse's other sons was the one. And God said, you know, don't look at how he looks. I'm paraphrasing, of course. We say, you know, don't look at how he looks on his on the outside, his stature, because I've already refused him. Uh, man looks on the outside, 
while God sees the heart. You know, I think we hear that said a lot of times. Uh, sometimes people will use that as a quote-unquote excuse to not fulfill holy, you know, certain holiness standards and that, well, it doesn't matter how I look because God sees the heart, right? But I think what that actually shows us is that you're exactly right. People can't see your heart. They don't know that you have good intentions or that you're, right. you know, in your heart, you're trying to do the right thing. They do go by what they see. And so if we're not accurately representing God and his kingdom in a way that they can see it, that they can understand it and be a part of it, uh, then, then we're not being a, a good enough witness. And, you know, being a witness is something that Tyler and I both all, you know, I would say all of our life have yeah. been mindful of and well, <laughs> well, we've been mindful of, but have not always been the best. The best. I, I will say that. I'll, let me interject here because <laughs> there was a time as a teenager where um, I didn't understand because because I was raised in it. It had always just been something that was said to me, never something that I really grasped for myself until later in my teen teenage years uh prior to that uh since i didn't have that uh understanding i didn't know how important our witness was and how people were watching and how it affects uh our church and god and how people see people that that are you know christian apostolic uh people of god um because I would go into restaurants and like not really be mindful of who's there and just be loud and obnoxious and my manners weren't always the best. But I was, I mean, to my credit, I was a younger teenager. That's true. He doesn't do this now. Right, I don't do this now. <laughs> yeah. I, I am a civilized adult. But, uh, right, at the time, it was, it was to the point where like it would potentially be embarrassing for somebody who didn't have that understanding. And I acknowledge that, but that was something that I had to learn because – I I didn't want somebody to dread seeing this come in. Like a direct, just I'm using restaurant as an example because church people be going out to eat after right. we eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Um, but I don't ever want a local restaurant staff to be like, "Oh Lord, here come the church, the church people." You know, like I I want to live my life in a way that was like. They know, yes, they know where I go to church. They know what I stand for. But because of that, that doesn't leave a bad taste in their mouths because of the witness that I have. Well, especially where we live, where we lived back then also, but yeah. and also where we live now, uh, we've always lived in a small town. So if you, if you develop a bad witness, so to speak, uh, Everybody everyone is going to find out pretty quick. And everyone is, you know, it's, it's kind of a... Uh, a stereotypical thing that, well, in a small town, everybody knows everybody's business, and that's true. If you have if you have developed a reputation of being rude or you know being snappy with the waitress when she gets your order wrong, right? You know, just not being a good witness and or whatever, being fake in general. Yeah, just being fake in general. Uh, that that word gets around and it gets around fast, and so. It, it is not. It's very hard to ruin. I'm sorry. It's very easy to ruin your witness um, I would say in general but especially when you're in a small town like this and it's something that like we've, like we've said we had to be we've had to be mindful of and we've also had to um, continue to grow in that way and you know because sometimes it you know we're all human and it can become easy to you know 
we've had situations where just say, for example, service has, you know, service at a restaurant has been absolutely just terrible. <laughs> and, you know, you get frustrated or whatever. And we've had to remind ourselves, we got to, you know, yeah. got to make sure to protect our weakness. We can't, right. we can't act on our feelings right now because, you know, let's, let's complain about it when we're by ourselves in the car. <laughs> you know, let's not ruin our weakness over something as simple as the food being wrong. So it is definitely important to have an apostolic witness and to be an apostolic witness. And it's something that the both of us have always been very passionate about. So <clears throat> I, I, I think it's, it's, it's fair to say that um, every one of us at some point, I don't think that we... Uh, just are born and, and we just always have the best manners and, and live the best lifestyle. And I think as teenagers, especially whether you're come into the church from the outside or whether you were born and raised in the church, I think every one of us at some point has to sort of get beyond um, that <clears throat> that selfishness and, and, and that, that carnality into a place where we're looking at it from an eternal perspective and, and no longer a physical perspective or, you know, in the moment. Um, so I, I would like you guys to, if you could, what is what would you say to a young person who is sort of struggling with that understanding in that moment? You know, um, that's a really good question. And what, I, what I'm having to do to answer it is put myself back in that what would I have wanted and needed to hear and in fact what was I told uh, and what I would say you know if there's a young person listening who's struggling with uh, you know maintaining a good witness um, you know it's it's kind of a I don't want to call it a cliche but everyone uses it now you know, what would Jesus do I would say watch your pastor right watch his wife you know, for the young ladies Watch your pastor's wife and, and, and study how they treat people, how they react. Because it's very easy to just be like, what would Jesus do? Oh, I don't know. You know whatever. Uh, we should, of course, strive to be like Jesus, but that's what your pastor is doing. You're able as a young person to maybe better see the example of your pastor and you know his witness, what he's got going on. Uh, study your pastor. Uh, talk to your pastor if you if you have a question. You know, hey pastor, you know, is this is this okay? Is this a problem? You know, be open, have communication with your pastor, and and just the adults in the room in general. Um, you know, you can tell. Possibly, you know, it depends on everybody's situation. It's different, but you can kind of tell who at the table is having a is, you know, being a good witness as opposed to maybe not being the best. And just strive to be like those who you can see are being a good witness. Don't, like Tyler said, don't be someone, I know we keep going back to restaurants, but don't be someone <laughs> that they dread seeing you walk in because you're always loud or you're always rude or you never leave a tip. Hello, somebody. Ooh, come on, board. <laughs> you know, whenever you do leave, you leave your dishes scattered all over the table. Like, you know, just, I, I, that's a long way, that's a long answer, but I guess if I was to shorten it up, I'd go right back to the very beginning, which is <laughs> watch your pastor and his wife and see what they do. Yeah. So for me, I, I, I definitely agree with that. But an, 
another thing that's kept me accountable throughout the years is imagine that your pastor or or bishop or pastor's wife or somebody is there with you right then. Yeah. Would how would you react if they were seeing you at this point in time? Whether that applies to how you look or what you're listening to or what you're watching or where you're going. Could you do this with your pastor and pastor's wife in regards to the to whatever you're partaking of or or uh, involving yourself in or displaying to the world? Would you like go out to, would you go to uh, your pastor's house dressed like this kind of thing, you know? But that aside, that aside what really for, for me, what really did it, because I don't know if I could necessarily verbalize this into like a piece of advice, but one of the turning points for me in regards to grasping the importance of my witness was that crushing moment whenever you realize that not everybody sees uh, your your not not necessarily your church in your local church, but like the body, the the body of Christ in a great light. Whenever they're like, "Oh, church people," insert negative comment here, and you're like, "Wait, hold up, I'm not, I'm not a bad person, or my friends are not like, are not like that," and it makes you realize how other people have come across to those friends or whoever you're talking to and you're like whoa i don't want to be that i don't want anybody to think of me like that or think of my friends or family like that and i don't definitely don't want to that to keep them from coming to church or anything like that to to give a more specific example i've been i've been trying to find inviting someone to a certain church event i'm not exactly sure what it was but they they were just like Mm, people that are apostolic they're always the most stuck up yada 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 just based on the experiences that they had had in our town at the time and that broke my heart at that age Mm. because that was my first experience with speaking to somebody that like had that negative outlook uh on us that made me really evaluate am i am i like that does this person think of me like that so I'm not sure how I could verbalize that to a piece of advice, but it's definitely a feeling that I don't recommend you experiencing. So to avoid that, uh, yes, live a life that is uh, that is a that shows a good witness, that shows what God has done for you and how good He is, instead of like you know the, the negative things of life or oh me oh my or just being rude or stuck up or anything like that. Live just like Cody said. What would Jesus do? What would your pastor do? What would your bishop do? Just showing forth God's goodness. That is, I think that both of those um, answers were really, really well put, really well organized. And, and I think that what is most important to remember is always to keep that um, that spirit of accountability. Uh, you know, whether it, whether it's finding a another young person that cares as much about holding an apostolic witness as you know your pastor does and making sure that you're also keeping that accountability with your pastor and 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 if you're married with your significant other and um in your circle of friends and i think that that is that is critical absolutely and, and you know it like i said earlier it can be so easy to ruin your witness um 
you can you can have a you can be living a life holy and pleasing to God, you know, maintaining a great witness in your town or wherever it is you may be. And you know, as extreme as it sounds, you can mess that up in one lapse of reason. Yeah. You, one moment can ruin that for maybe not for the whole town, but even if it's just for one individual, that's one soul. And right. um, I, I recently um, I, I was I was preaching at our church, and I, I was I was just trying to obey the voice of the Lord, and it came to me that you know it's one thing if I. If I make decisions and I do something and I live a life that results in me being lost, me, you know, missing out on heaven. But it is a whole nother ball game, a whole other story when my life causes others to slip. When my if my life, my lack of being a good witness causes others to because what happens is I, I think that we can all agree that people do A, they do watch us, but B, sometimes what we do can be used as in their mind. Well, he does it, so it validates that I'm doing it. Right. He he goes here, so it must be okay if I go here too. When really that's that's not the case, and we know that, but they may not know that. All they're going by is they have faith in you. They have faith in your witness. And if you have a momentary lapse of judgment, or if you're in a season of maybe not being as as prayerful as you should be or whatever the case may be, the results of your moment of weakness, the, the damage that that has the potential to do is something that we can't not be thinking about, if that makes sense, because it is so important that we don't allow, especially in this time we're living in now, we can't afford to slip up. We can't afford right. to lead someone astray, even for a moment, because it's so easy to do, but it can be so difficult to overcome that uh, depending on that person, depending on what they've been through, what their experience in life has been, it's critical that we, it needs to be at the forefront of our minds. I, I must represent God and his kingdom. I must be a witness for Jesus, and I cannot afford to mess that up. Well, and like Cody had said just a moment ago, in that, in reference to prayer, it starts with you and your house and your alone time in those, those moments where nobody sees you. The Living a life and living a life that is pleasing to God and being a good witness starts in those alone moments. Those those moments where it's like, okay, nobody's here to see what I'm doing. I may go out to Walmart and I may I may be a witness. I may not get upset at the cashier. I may be dressed modestly, but it's like what's on the inside. Because what's on the inside is going to show up on the outside, and eventually it's going to be more and more more prevalent. So whenever you start feeding negativity and ungodly things into your spirit, people are going to see that on the outside one way or another, whether it be through your actions or just letting things slip one by one. But it's, it, like I said, it just starts at home. It's like you make those decisions at home and then it just starts to show up on the outside. Absolutely. Um, and, and as you were talking, a portion of scripture came to my remembrance here and that's in first corinthians chapter eight when paul he's addressing this issue of uh people having struggling with their conscience and and eating of meat that was sacrificed to idols and uh he he tells them well first of all well, we know there's one god and that god is jesus christ who all things are all things and and we're a part of him and he says 
But howbeit there is not in every man that same knowledge. For some, with conscience of the idol unto the hour, eat it as a thing offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. But meat commendeth us to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. But take heed lest by any means this liberty or freedom of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. And so this this brings sort of a a, a powerful um, light into having an apostolic witness. You know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Right. Absolutely right. <laughs> and, and you know, because here's the thing, man. Uh, I know you know this, but there's there's things that that I struggle with that would never bother you. And there's and vice versa. There's things that Tyler struggles with that would never bother me. Things that I struggle with that would never bother him. And it's so important to you know if, if you are hanging out with your friends or you know you may not know what that person's past is. You may not know like just as a as a as a minor I guess example, a less extreme. Um, that person's weakness may be they really used to love secular music. Right. Um, so you probably should make it your business not to listen to secular music around them. You know, of course, we, it's like Tyler said, it starts in your private moments and when you're with God uh, in, in your own heart, in your own mind, uh, in your own prayer room, you know, let God deal with you about what you listen to because it's very important. But especially, like, again, it goes back to, your actions can cause someone else to stumble. And that scripture is just another way of, of putting that. And it just goes to show that it definitely, what we do can absolutely have an impact on someone else. Absolutely. And I, I believe that uh, the brethren and I are in agreement that, you know, the weight of someone else's soul hanging over our heads because of something we did or something that we said or somewhere we went or that that is it's weighty it's it's heavy yeah it is well i mean can you imagine like what i mean it's hard to it's hard to spend a lot of time thinking about but imagine getting to that place imagine you know standing before the lord and and finding wow. out that you know this this person or these people or this you know this family uh, they didn't make it in, and at the end of the day, it was a result of something you did or didn't do. Right? My goodness, you talking about weighty? Uh, Lord help us! Lord help us! Wow! Yeah. Well, guys, I I don't know that there's really anything else to say after that. I think we ought to just cut it short and allow God to deal with the hearers and and how they're representing themselves and presenting the gospel and mm. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate you folks. Um I'll be looking forward. I've actually already subscribed to uh your podcast, so I'll be looking forward to more I'll be looking forward to more incredible episodes, man. Um, hey man, thank you so much for listening and listen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you.
who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $5, or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.